The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, brain researcher Dr. Caroline Leaf reveals that we are all unique and brilliantly designed to fill a role no one else can. So what we see in science, we see in the genome research, we see in quantum physics, that, that the source of all, um, everything inside of us is based on this regulatory function of the word and it's actually designed and wired for good word, good decisions, good thinking. The perfect you, next. Welcome to Life Today. I'm James Robinson. Ben and I are thrilled to have you. We, you know, we, we spent a lot of time in Africa, and Peter Pretorius is pretty much the, uh, you might call him the general overseer of the whole continent of Africa as far as life outreach is concerned. And he told us about a lady there in South Africa that was talking about the brain. She's got a new book, and it's going to have to do with how we think, but it's called The Perfect You. The includes the unique, qualitative, UQ assessment tool, we're gonna to ask what that is, a blueprint for identity, but it actually has a whole lot to do with being able to deal with the stress and the pressures that come and not let your brain get cloudy and bogged down. So she's been a real blessing. And she's kind of become a missionary from Africa over here to <laughs> us. I don't think she's through with Africa yet. I don't think she needs to go back some, but would you welcome Dr. Caroline Leaf back to life? Well, thank you so much. It's a beautiful book. Oh, I thank love you. it. I love thank the you, colors Betsy. and everything. But the title, The Perfect You, I want you to explain that a little bit because I know as a woman, a lot yeah. of women think, no way, no perfect in me. You know, we yeah. always put ourselves down, so to speak, yeah. and we think, how can anything be perfect about me? Whereas if we could see through God's eyes, there we would see God didn't make a mistake. Exactly. when he created us. And so explain a little bit what the perfect you. Well, I'm so yeah. glad you asked about that title because a lot of people have challenged and said like, well, title, we're not perfect. And, but then if we have to look at the fact that we made in God's image, we designed to reflect his glory. We bear his image. We are the royal priesthood. We stewards of, you know, we stewards of creation. If you look at all of those, God and God doesn't make any mistakes. We, I always, I'm a scientist, so I always go back to the science and say, okay, well, is this reflected? We spirit, we mind, we body, we spirit, soul, body. So will this design be reflected in our brain and our body? And if you look at the fact that he, he laid etern Ecclesiastes 3.11, he laid eternity in us, a divine sense of purpose. All these, there's so many scriptures that show that there's a design, a plan. He gave us a love power and a sound mind. So scientifically, we see if we, our body's made of 75 to 100 trillion cells. That's a lot, including the brain. Every cell has got its own genetic, it's got its own nucleus with the, gen the genome in it. And the human genome, which they've been studying for years and years, there's some very revolutionary research that's been done, which proves that we are wired for love. So if we're made in God's image, God is love, that means we're wired for love. So our natural normal design is wired for perfection. Love, God is perfection. So I come from that stance that our natural normal is wired for perfection. 
it, linked in with love is the fact that we choose. God gave us the ability to choose Him. If we were robots, we wouldn't choose. We would we would just automatically love God. So inherently interlinked in the concept of love is the ability to choose. So then you look at the science of choice, you look at the science of being wired for love, and you see that inherent in mankind is a natural, normal, wired for love zone. Let's look at the human genome very quickly for a moment. And the human genome, that, that for many years, they only understood about 3% of the human genome. And what that means is that the fact that we're sitting here alive is that 24-7, your genes are constantly doing work to keep you alive. But they found that the action happened in 3%. So they didn't know what the other 2 to 3%. They didn't know what the other 97 to 98% was for. So they called it junk DNA, you know, which is what scientists do. If they don't understand something, they call it junk or black or I don't know why. <laughs> then they discover actually that that 97 to 98%, and this is so powerful, is actually word-based. It's regulatory. It regulates the 3%. So the 98% regulates the 2 to 3%, and it's word-based which means it responds to a language and our thoughts are based on language and word and in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and God is the source of all consciousness and the word word means intelligibility, logos, intelligence. So what we see in science, we see in the genome research, we see in quantum physics that that the source of all, um, everything inside of us is based on this regulatory function of the word and it's actually designed and wired for good word, good decisions, good thinking. We've got nothing in the design of the genome inside of the brain and the body for anything toxic or negative. This is what the scientists are finding. The quantum physicists are finding that um, up to 95% of quantum physicists are turning to God because they are finding that the source that actually drives the ability of the genome to express itself, which keeps us alive, is driven by a conscious intelligence signal and that we as humans are, are dealing DNA is connected to a, a source and that source must be a supreme God. So in a nutshell, what we have going on here is the word, in the beginning was the word and, and it hovered over the source of the face of the earth, Genesis 1, 1 through 4, and God, God's, um, God said, spoke and said, let there be light and there was light and God spoke and the world was created. We know all of that. We see this in science. Science is the saying this is what's happening. We have this Genesis power inside of us as, as God spoke, he placed that design in our genome and as we are thinking and feeling and choosing, being led by the Word of God or not being led by the Word of God. We are making decisions that are creating physical changes in our bodies. And what we do with our spirit, soul and body then impacts the world because as you know so well, we were discussing this earlier on about being uh, about the love concept, how we need to be more loving. What we do is gonna impact the world. So in order for us to be true bearers of His image, a light to the world, we need the light of God moving through our DNA. So the way we have to do that is step back into our perfect new nature. And that's what this book is about. And then ask God to release that in Exactly, because yeah. it's our natural design. So we can choose to step into our perfect you nature, or if we not, be then ignoring that, and then we in our imperfect you nature, and then we make wrong decisions. And there's causal effect. We change the structure of our brain. We impact the world. We don't do what God's called us to do. To operate in the love mode that you were talking about earlier on, where we're selfless, where we're loving, where we're giving, where we're truly operating the way God's designed us to operate, we have to be led by the Spirit of God. And science also shows us that we are able to do that every 10 seconds. So within our perfect you design, our brain has been designed that we can consciously self-reflect, self-regulate what we're about to think, feel and choose every 10 seconds. That means six times a minute. We are designed to be led by the Spirit of God. 
I mean, it's no phenomenal. Doubt. I get yeah. so excited when I talk about this. You talked to us when we were just, you know, chatting about and visiting about the book that that people live in a, a stressed, uh, let's say, atmosphere. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure coming from very many sources. And if you move into a stress place or a uh, point of panic, I've, yeah. I've never felt like people made very good decisions in a state of panic. No. Uh, I think sometimes we have to react quickly for protection's sake, but panic is never healthy. I mean, is there something that happens uh, in, in our mind that would keep us from doing the more perfect thing if we operate under stress to where it's jamming our thought processes? Is that oh. even is that even realistic, what I just oh, said? it's so realistic. It's so much easier than what we actually realize. If we, and that's why it's so important to blend science, which is God's stuff anyway, into the word, because it gives you very practical tools for how to do that. So stress is very normal. Stress is very healthy. When you're in a stress state, you actually think more effectively. You have more cognitive, your, your heart beats differently. So you have more blood flow to your brain. You have more oxygen to your brain. You actually are able to, all your neurotransmitters flow in your brain, your, gen, your DNA is expressed, the, the genetic, genetic code is operating like it should. So what happens then is if we are in our perfect you nature, stress works for us, we have a little genetic code deep down inside our brain that when we're in challenging situations and we step into our perfect you nature, in other words, being led by the Spirit of God, stress works for our body, enables us to respond quickly without, with clear thinking, etc. The problem comes in is when we, in, when we choose, now, Choice is this incredible thing that God has given us. And if we recognize the power of choice, we'll realize that we are always in a Genesis moment. We are always creating. So if we choose wrong, then stress works against us instead of for us. So if we don't choose to rejoice despite the circumstances, as the scriptures say, if we don't choose to say, okay, Lord, I don't know what to do. Show me what to do. If we don't, like I say, freak out in the love zone. Okay, yeah. so the love zone, the perfect you zone. If we don't freak out in the love zone, we will freak out in the imperfect you zone. We block off the leading of the Holy Spirit, and that causes neurochemical chaos in our brain and our body. So instead of our heart, the blood vessels around our heart dilating and pumping more blood and oxygen to our brain, they constrict. And that means we have less oxygen, less blood flow, less neurotransmitters, less clarity, and this is where we operate in toxic stress. So stress is now working against us. We have a little genetic code deep down inside somewhere called the hippocampus in our brain, which is deep down inside our brain. And it's a little genetic code that's a total gift from God. And what it does is that as we're in these difficult situations, if we respond correctly by turning to the Holy Spirit and saying, I don't know what to do, but I know that you've got whatever words you use, it activates and then your body, it goes into protect mode and helps your body to work with all the reactions in your body and balance what we call the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system, which is in every organ of the body. If you don't, all of that switches off. So God, that's one mechanism. We have a multiplicity of mechanisms in our brain and our body that work and align with our natural nature and that switch on the fruits of the spirit. They literally, the fruits of the spirit will activate love, joy, peace, patience. Those are things we will experience as we step into the love zone. So even if you're crying and it's a terrible situation, which is life's suffering is part of life. God suffers with us in that situation and he gives us the clarity and the wisdom. And then we see things like in Hebrews 11, 1, where we start understanding through the power of quantum physics, 
shows us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. So here we have a paradox, substance and evidence that we're not yet seeing, but there's substance and evidence in this love zone, where I'm pointing to the left side of me. When we step into that, the substance and the evidence that God created, because he's beyond space and time, he's not waiting for your tomorrow. He has the solutions. We have to get the wisdom to activate and step in. So we have to recognize as, as, a, as a real priesthood, we have to start recognizing the role of a powerful mind. I don't believe as, as a body of Christ we've understood it. I don't believe as a human race we've understood the humanness, the power of our humanness to really access um, this incredible power that God has placed within us. You know, these Oxford mathematicians that don't believe in God that are calculating and working out calculations that show that the, that the embedded in space-time are all the values of goodness, all the values of intelligence, all the value, all these God-like values. And as we choose, we access them. So they try and pretend God, God's not there. But I mean, God is just using mathematics to show how He has placed within this world that we live in, this ability for us to access His power, access this energy from God and make these right choices. And then that helps us to operate correctly in stress and make good decisions. Well, as Christians and growing Christians, we should be able to tell the difference. For we know as a Christian when God has carried us, as in the moment that we accepted Him, we know something happened at that point in our hearts and our lives. So as we grow in Him through His Word, we should be able to recognize better, shouldn't we? When we're being carried by a spirit or we're just reacting. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. We should, but it's not happening because statistics in the world are the same as they are in the body, in the church. So if we are being led by the Spirit of God every 10 seconds, if we are praying continuously like the Word of God says we're supposed to do, well, then we should be different. But the statistics don't say that. We have the same, people are are, are falling into mental ill health issues. People are are allowing themselves to be labeled. And you know, the Word of God says, bring all thoughts into captivity, not drug all thoughts into captivity. We are taught to, we are trained by the Spirit of God to face and self-evaluate and and access. And we do know, but we can't know unless we choose to know. And choices about the choice. Exactly. And that's what I found as a therapist when for years practicing. And even now what I do, we get thousands of emails, as you can imagine, of people saying, I'm going through this crisis, that crisis. Well, life is is full of suffering, mm-hmm. so we are going to, and, and we, but we can get through these things. We can, we can get through them, but we have to choose. We have to choose to not try and dampen down that pain. We have to choose to step in and go into what I teach and, and what is a quantum physics concept called superposition. And what they found from research, and this is what I've been doing in my work as well, is that when we're about to choose, and this is Betty where your question comes in, when we're about to choose, our brain has been designed that we are able to focus on the incoming situation. So the suffering, the phone call, the drama with our children or life or whatever, like what's happening in Houston, this, this trauma. We are able to focus on that. And that obviously we have lots of memories from trillions of memories that we've been building with our experience of life, those are moving up, our experience moves up into our conscious, from our non-conscious to our conscious mind. So we have incoming, we have upcoming information, and we start going into what we call a superposition, a state where we haven't yet made a choice. And in that state, we are thinking and feeling and choosing. Now, research shows that before we choose, and all this genetic stuff happens in this genome, and this, we can choose to access the energy from God, the source of all intelligence. By uh, Our brain is designed to access a third dimension, which is God. So we can choose to say, okay, Holy Spirit, I've got this, I've got that. 
what do I do? How do I do this every 10 seconds? So in superposition, we can access the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a discipline, it's a training, and then we can actually start learning to build these thoughts into our brain, because thoughts are real things as we've taught, and then start building up a, a foundation where we start learning how to feel this way and make those correct choices. You know, you, you actually, amazingly, because you've covered a lot of ground, and, and you talk <laughs> from a scientific point of view, but you don't talk above people. But a lot of the things that you say, the terms and references, cover a tremendous amount of ground. And what I feel like you do in print is you're able to expand and explain more clearly some of these very important matters and issues. And then you actually have in here a test, which is not like a test like you dread, but it's like a, like a personal <laughs> analysis yeah. to where I'm going to be examined. Like it would be nice if I could go to a doctor and he wouldn't just tell me everything that's wrong and diagnose exactly. me as, you know, the catastrophic uh, uh, terminal illnesses and here we go. But to actually say here's the way that you can make some adjustment in some things and it'll absolutely change everything in a positive way. And that's what this analysis does. It lets you look at yourself from a, what I'd call a point of view of wisdom and look at it from a God and a biblical point of view, which Caroline is talking biblical stuff so much. If you're not a pretty good student of the Bible, you think she's maybe talking a South African language to us <laughs> or something, and it's maybe a little above the United States language, but it's not. She's actually basically quoting scriptures, and she talked yeah. a while ago about walking in, in continual prayer. And see, people think, well, that must mean I'm down like this in a closet. There's no evidence Jesus ever got in a closet. What he said was he did get on the mountain a lot. I sometimes say he's up there looking for white-tailed deer, but they didn't have him over there. But here, here's the deal. He would get alone so he could hear clearly the sound Amen. of the Father and, and silence the sounds of crying humanity to hear clearly the Father. Mm -hmm. When you pray continually, what we're doing is we're continually sharing our heart with God we don't have to be talking out loud. Our mind is thinking, we're talking to God, and mm. then He wants to talk to us. He talks continually to people who are anxious to hear His voice. Mm -hmm. And when you know His Word, you can know His voice, and you can live in just a constant exactly. fellowship. But this does amazing things for the brain. Exactly. And that's really what Caroline's trying to show us, that this is life itself. That we have to live with continual communication so that we're illuminated by God. And we never change His Word because if you deny or change it or twist it, you have accepted the life of a prisoner, of being in bondage, of being defeated because you don't know the truth, you don't hear the truth, and your mind bogs down. Now this is putting it kind of lay term, old Texas term, but you've got to get your brain straightened out and I think she can help. Would you say thanks to this wonderful gift from Africa to the United States? The uh, book is in the bookstores, and you can get it online. And you all, do you have a website where they can find out where you're speaking? Yes, drleaf.com. Drleaf.com. So it. go there. Well, Dr. Leaf, you know as well as anybody that we have spent 25 to 30 years mm. helping the people in Africa exactly. and all over the third world countries. And you know Peter Pretorius because he introduced us to you. Good friend. I was amazed when I went and saw all the trucks that we had given them because when we got there, none of their trucks worked. We just heard from all of our missionaries. Matter of fact, we had to push every truck Peter had. Wow. And it broke my heart because nothing would start. And they were just worn out. Tractors were worn out. And I said, let's give them trucks. And we, we give them hundreds of trucks to the missionaries. Beautiful. But right now, the mission workers all over the world is not just in Africa. They're telling us we need over, over 70 trucks right now. Not maybe if Andrew, but we did not anticipate this. This is not something we planned for. People get excited about trucks, but these trucks determine life and delivering the love that people desperately need. 
I want you to watch. And, and then here's what I want you to do. We just got a real brief window here. I want us to be a miracle. I want us to deliver these trucks. Watch closely. They say the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, but there are no straight lines on the mission field. Instead, you will find some of the most challenging roads on Earth. They wind through mountains, jungles, and deserts full of bone-rattling potholes and grinding sand. In fact, calling them roads is often an exaggeration. Many times there is little more than a trail to follow from village to village. While many people are moved to help feed the hungry, provide water for those who thirst, and bring freedom to those caught in human trafficking, they rarely stop to realize that without transportation, the majority of life's outreaches would come to a grinding halt. This is a good example right here. When we've talked about it everywhere we've been. We can't get through here. And if we can't get through, these kids don't get anything. They don't get water, they don't get the food. They don't get any supplies that we're gonna have. We've gotta get through. This is a prime example. You've gotta have the right vehicle for the right terrain. And this is clearly not the right vehicle. In order for the gospel to continue down these roads in both word and deed, there must be reliable transportation. The wear and tear these vehicles are subjected to is incredible, with some having already logged hundreds of thousands of miles under the worst conditions imaginable. Maintaining these vehicles is no longer a viable option. They must be replaced, and soon, if the outreaches of life are to continue to reach out across the world to those for whom Jesus died. Our mission is to reach every person with the gospel of Christ and to rescue every child from the evils of human trafficking. Our big truck is 14 years old now and on its last legs. We are in need of a new truck to keep our children as safe as possible. So it comes down to this. While some people only see trucks and other forms of transportation, others see the feet of the gospel by which thousands across the world are coming to know Jesus and his love. The real question is, what do you see? Well, I hope you see love delivered. You know, how are they gonna hear the gospel unless they're sent? The bottom line in even getting the gospel out is sending. And with these vehicles, as a matter of fact, it isn't just trucks, but it's also vehicles, because sometimes we need a four-wheeler, sometimes we need a motorbike, sometimes a motorcycle. That's how we deliver most of the messages on the life of Christ in India, is they get up on the mountain roads taking the projectors, even the screens strapped to motorcycles and going up narrow paths. And we have literally led somewhere around 15 to 20 million people to Christ just in that outreach. So we're talking about the, the over 70 vehicles that we desperately need right now. Betty, I'll never talk about vehicles. And I listen to this because when we tell you something's important, it's important. Sometimes we don't realize how important. We, we ask you to give vehicles to get back to remote areas. When Betty rode in those small four-wheel drive trucks, which so many times would be going between pit holes and sometimes they were bomb, where bombs had exploded and left a pit that you could lose a truck in, Betty always rode the jump seat in the back. And in the over 20 years of riding and pounding, and she took a beating, she herniated two discs. Now you say, well, why are you bringing this up? Because I want to tell you something. We looked at you and said, these missionaries have to have an airplane that can land on short fields and take in a big load. It's going to have to be a big plane, but it can land on short fields. You gave it. One of the most expensive things we ever gave the missionaries. When Betty herniated those discs, we laid her down flat on the floor in that life angel. That's what we called it 
it's the only plane she ever rode in, the only thing she ever rode in over where she could lay down. The doctor said had she not been able to lie down, Betty would have come home from the mission field paralyzed. So here's what happened. We told you there was a need. You met the need. It helped us save thousands and even millions of lives and win millions to Christ. But you also saved Betty's health. That's right. And we want to say thank you for that. So see, what you did is you responded to a request the missionaries made. It ended up blessing my wife beyond words. And you blessed us. Thank you. All right, I'm telling you right now over 70 vehicles, over a million dollars that we did not plan on, did not budget, it's come right at us. Father, we need a miracle. So I'm asking you to raise up people right now who will give $40, $80, $120, whatever, $1,000. Please give us these vehicles in Jesus' name. We want to send you some gifts to say thank you. A beautiful classic hymns instrumental CD. And get this, you're going to love this the sweetest name, the history behind the hymns. How were they inspired? And then, Betty, I gotta be honest, this is the finest cover, the most beautiful Bible, and now I have 20-20 vision because of surgery, thank you, Lord, and that surgeon's help, but now we got a large print Bible <laughs> that really I could have <laughs> read without even having that. This is fabulous. I don't, I don't believe I can explain how much this is gonna bless you. I have an idea. This is going to be the Bible. You're not only going to study, you're going to carry to church. You're going to love this. So we're sending it to those of you who will make a gift of $120 or more to help us. And then we have the beautiful determined eagle for those of you who will make a gift to help with vehicles of over $1,000. Would you go right now to that website? Please do it. Would you? Or would you dial the phone number there, take your bank card, and make the gift God put on your heart? Let's be an answer to the not only missionary's prayer, but the need of all those people they're helping. Thank you so much for doing it. It's a missionary's nightmare, having life-saving relief supplies in your hand and no way to get it to those who are suffering. Some of the vehicles so vital to our outreaches are completely worn out and must be replaced. And in some critical areas, no transportation is available at all. Life's mission partners have immediate and urgent needs to transport life-saving supplies to children and families in remote locations. An additional $1.1 million is needed to purchase 71 vehicles, large and small. Your gift of $40, $80, $120, or $1,000 will help purchase these vehicles and provide life-saving food, clean water, medicine, and the good news of Jesus to people in need. With your gift of any amount, be sure to request the sweetest name, Classic Hymns CD, with a booklet containing the history behind the hymns for all 12 songs. With your gift of $120 or more, please request the NIV Supergiant Print Reference Bible, ideal for anyone looking for a Bible that's gentle on the eyes. Finally, please prayerfully consider a gift of $1,000 or more to help transport life, and you may request our beautiful Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Kid, I want to remind you that you can get this book. It's, it is online. You can go to Dr. Leaf uh, website that she mentioned. There it is on the screen. And I do hope that you will give us the opportunity to say a big thank you you're going to love this Bible, and you're going to be showing people the power of God's Word. Thank you. Say thanks to Dr. Lee for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank all of you. Thanks for watching. I can get up off the couch and instead of watching the culture crumble, I want to be involved and help shape the future for our kids. Kirk Cameron, tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.